Welcome to the Luxury Listing Specialist Podcast with Michael Lafito, where top luxury agents reveal their best practices, plus interviews with real estate industry influencers, thought leaders, and luxury marketing experts. You'll come away from each episode with new strategies and tactics to dominate high-end homes in any market. And now for the latest episode of Luxury Listing Specialist, here's your host, luxury real estate expert, coach, and trainer, Michael Lafito. Welcome back to another episode of the Luxury Specialist Podcast. You are in the right place if you are an agent, you're a team leader, you're a broker owner. Whether you're newer or an experienced agent, you're in the right place, and we're going to be sharing with you some amazing content today. Don't forget, if you're getting value from today's podcast or previous podcast, please leave us a like, leave us a review, a five-star review on iTunes, Spotify. We greatly appreciate it. And if you have any questions for me, shoot me an email, michael at marketingluxurygroup.com, michael at marketingluxurygroup.com. Just a reminder, recently, recently we launched a new series called Luxury Fridays, where each Friday, unless I'm traveling, we, we bump it around sometimes, but mostly every Friday, 11 a.m. Central, we are live streaming a interactive question and answer. We'll bring on guests. Uh, you can go to luxuryfridays.com where we stream it live to YouTube, our YouTube channel, along with other platforms. It's a great way for you to ask questions of me of maybe this podcast or previous podcast or something totally off the, you know, off the beaten path, so to speak, but all things real estate, luxuryfridays.com. All right. And by the way, if you have any suggestions on other topics or you want to recommend or nominate somebody, please, the best way to do that is either jump on luxuryfridays.com or go to uh, an email, Michael at Marketing Luxury Group. And again, if you're getting value from this or our book, please leave us a like, leave us a review. Well, before I introduce today's guest, I want to tell you what the topic's going to be. And it's a great topic, whether you're a newer agent and you're just looking to build some consistent systems for attracting more opportunities and increasing your average sale price, or you're a newer agent looking to break into luxury. Again, different episodes, we bring on either content experts, luxury agents, maybe strategic partnerships. We brought on people to talk about mindset recently. Well, today we're going to be talking about the seven ways to create a consistent luxury experience. Seven ways to create a consistent luxury experience. Well, today's guest I've, I've known for a little over a year now, and he's the founding partner for Realm Global, founding partner for Realm Global, Brennan Buckley. Brennan, are you there? I am. Hi, Michael. And hi, Brennan. How are you? Great. Good to be Thanks here. Thanks again for uh, taking time to be our guest. And before Realm Global, you, uh, you led a 1,000 agent plus uh, brokerage in the Midwest. So you, you bring how many years of experience to real estate? Coming up on 20 now, it, it seems kind of impossible to say out loud, but we're getting there almost, almost 20. on 20 and I'm almost <laughs> on 22. So we're uh, around the 2000, 2002 mark is when both of us have got into real estate. And uh, so today we're going to be talking about the seven ways to create a consistent luxury experience. So Rome Global is, a, is an amazing company that I'm part of. Uh, if people are interested, you can check out Realm dash global.com and uh, it's an invite only uh, group that you have to qualify for i won't spend a ton of time on realm global today but i would recommend you guys check it out by all means it's a it's a great network of over 500 
top global agents from I think 12 or 12 countries and I think over 100 brokerages. So it's a mixture of the best of the best. And that's kind of how Brennan and I uh, became friends. I am a member of Realm Global. Uh, so you are gonna share with me amazing practices, not just that Brennan Buckley put together, but some of your top agents and some of your top affiliates over the years have shared. Uh, so talk to us about the seven ways to create a consistent luxury experience. And before we do that, if you wanna add anything before we sure. start, Brennan, the floor is all yours. Yeah, thank you. Well, thanks for the opportunity, Michael. It's a pleasure. And it's interesting. I mean, we picked the the, the name Seven Ways to, cons to for a Consistent Luxury Experience. We didn't talk about how to sell luxury houses. We didn't talk about how to get luxury clients. At this level, it's all about the experience. And, and it's a thrill to kind of go through some of the I guess, best learnings that, that I've come across, that we've come across in Realm and even through my previous life of, of the way that people approach uh, luxury, because it is, uh, it's, it's in some ways the same and in some ways it's very different. And no, understanding the nuances between those two uh, is kind of the trick, right? And, mm -hmm. and so it is truly an experience and it's, it's a thrill to kind of go through some of these with you guys. It is. And so on different podcasts, we've had Legion, we've talked about mindset. In this case, we're going to talk about the experience, right? How do you, and that's how you attract referrals, right? As you develop yeah. a consistent experience, no different than the franchise model where, you know, you buy a franchise, you're buying a manual and you're buying proven systems in theory versus a startup, which, you know, you go through trials and tribulations and turbulence on your own. So when we talk about an experience, and we talk about you know the seven keys to create a consistent luxury experience. Uh, what would you say number one is? Yeah, I think I think the first thing, or among the first things, is just to educate yourself to to every degree you can on luxury, and that can take a lot of different forms. I mean, number one, if you're listening to this podcast, if you follow Michael Lafito, you are doing that, and so congratulations and well done. That is that is part of the process of educating yourself on luxury. And there are, there are a lot of ways to do that. I would say one thing that probably doesn't get talked about enough is the definitions of luxury. Uh, that This is an emerging topic. And I think for your listeners to really understand how to, how to be part of this conversation, it's understanding how this definition we believe is evolving. 10, 20 years ago, luxury was all about the car you drove or the big house that you lived in right. or, or, you know, the brand of watch you would wear or whatever. Now that definition has evolved even before COVID, but certainly uh, more so with COVID to be more about lifestyle, right? How many times have we heard this term, the great lifestyle migration? That's what's going on in the country right now. Uh, lifestyle, experience, passions, interests, beliefs. It's really becoming much more of a I guess a softer definition of luxury and, and understanding that I think and being kind of familiar with that is a, is a very big first step into doing more and more uh, business with, with luxury individuals. So one of the things we talk about is grow your knowledge and your confidence will grow. So education is a key component of growing your knowledge. So those of you that are listening to this podcast or have listened to other podcasts, knowledge is key. Uh, and language too. You talk about knowledge too, but language right. as well. You know, I'm the founder of the Lux designation. And 
we're doing more live events, Brennan. We just did a, a, a live event. Uh, well, we did one in January in Denver and right. in February did one in Fredericksburg, Texas. And we toured a $17 million mansion, part of that tour, our bonus day. And the listing agent, uh, there was 29 of us in the, in the, in the room, the listing agent, I was, it was a 13 minute video, which I'm going to be sharing with folks on it, but it was a great, uh, role, not even role-playing. It was just a natural conversation. I was asking the mm -hmm. listing agent, a Sotheby agent, a bunch of questions. Well, unbeknownst to me, Brennan, the homeowner was in the kitchen listening to everything. So I said, you know, you're at 17 million. Is that your price or their price? Right. So, and then, <laughs> then I was asking how they got the listing and, and the agent did a great job of answering it, which I, I felt bad looking back because, you know, she did an amazing job. But my point is I flat out asked the, uh, the homeowner how she figured out which agent she was going to go with. Mm -hmm. And there was an older couple that attended my training and my training is different than the, 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 the other luxury designation training out there. I won't mention names, but it's a great company and a great training. And that training really focuses more on the language of luxury. Mm -hmm. And, and the people that attended mine was like, wow, this is totally different than mm -hmm. the, the other course. Um, you focus a lot more on marketing and mindset and systems and mar and attracting opportunities versus language. So they had mentioned that to me the day before. And so I flat out asked the homeowner, uh, I said, let me ask you, when you factored your decision into hiring this agent right here, I said, how much of it did you, how much weight did you put into her language of luxury? Versus, hey, just you built, they built rapport with you. You did your own mm -hmm. research. You trusted them, but maybe they said something differently. Maybe it wasn't the language you're used to. She goes, oh, for me, it's about trust. I don't care about mm -hmm. the language at all. It was, I did my due diligence on her. She responded to my email promptly in my calls. And so I felt like I was going to, she was going to give me the attention, but if she sure. said something or wasn't as well-polished language wise, that, that was not as big of a concern to me. So Although language is important for those that are listening, don't overthink it, okay? True. Grow your education and your knowledge and your confidence will grow. So that's number one. What did you, number two? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think, you know, with any, when, with any endeavor that you want to improve or grow or kind of accelerate or ascend, you need to be around the peers that are going to help you get there, Right. Uh, I don't care if you're an athlete or or what kind of business you're in. In real estate, if you want to be involved in more luxury experiences, then you need to surround yourself with peers that that are also either in that or heading in that direction. Again, this is an excellent example of of doing that. But we were talking before we got on, Michael, about you know three or four years ago when I would have an agent say, I want to learn the business with regard, regardless of luxury or not. And I would always say, go to the office, spend, spend time in the office, be around other successful real estate yeah. professionals. You'll be shocked at what you can hear and learn as they talk to clients, as they talk to each other. Uh, being in the office these days isn't as much in vogue. It'll, it'll return, I'm sure, to some sure. degree. But there are lots of ways we can surround ourselves with other luxury peers yeah. And that is when you're around those guys and you hear them and see the research they do, see the education. I often think of Gary Gold, who's as big a luxury agent 
as exists in America. He's famous for breaking the $100 million barrier for the first time ever in California. The Playboy Mansion. The Playboy Mansion. He's since broken that number a couple of times. And, you know, Gary's, you would look and, and see Gary's business and you'd think there's nothing that guy doesn't know. Well, he is one of the most avid, um, I won't use the name, but he, he, he subscribes to real estate coaching and, and uh, I guess continued education and development more than maybe anybody I know. <laughs> and he's at that level already. So, um, you know, educating yourself and being around the peers like the Gary Golds of the world that believe in education and how you get to those levels, I think is, is, is fantastic. Yeah, I, I think that's really important, your peers, right? So um, yeah. again, some ways that you can be around peers as well, and I've talked about this previously, is agents watching, listening to this, you know, you can attend broker opens for those price points that you're maybe uncomfortable in, right? And maybe it's in a different area, but just so you kind of see how they interact with the other agents, see how they understand the product in the house, see how they present the home. I'm amazed, uh, you know, as a licensed agent here in Illinois, you know, I primarily focus on sellers and listings, if you will. Um, but from time to time, I'll work with a buyer. I usually refer them to other team members, Brennan, but I'm amazed at uh, how some of these agents present the home or lack thereof the home. So you can learn from what other people are doing well, as well as poke some holes and figure out ways to identify how you can build something that's better. Yeah, absolutely. I love it. Well, well said. I, another, I, I guess if I might move to another point. Yes, please. Um, that, that, is, that is kind of tiered on this. This is a little bit more of uh, future customer facing, but yep. find and join the luxury spheres, right? The places, the 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 times that that you're more likely to run into future clients that um, that you can do business with. And listen, there's a million of those, and I won't go through all of those. Of course, what you typically hear are things like country clubs or things like that. But I would encourage listeners to think in terms of experience. What are the what are the what are the new ways that people are defining luxury and how can you get involved in that? And one thing comes to mind just off the top of my head, I'm talking to, to, to you, Michael, who's in arguably the greatest architecture city in the world. I think it is. Um, it's, and there are, there are niches, there are tours, there are clubs there are, that focus on architecture, the experience of the architecture, the education of architecture. Guess what? those are luxury clients, people that believe in things like that. And yeah. so yeah. tapping Frank into Lloyd Wright, stuff right? Like Frank that. Lloyd Wright, I think of, you know, in Oak Park, River Forest area, you know, sure. 150 years ago, we had the big, great Chicago fire and they talked about it recently at church. And, and, and so what happened is all these countries from across the world were trying to help, you know, Chicago rebuild. And so that's where you kind of have various architects and putting their stamp because 150 years ago, they had to rebuild Chicago. Hi, it's Michael Lafito here with a quick break from the podcast. If you are committed to increasing your average sale price and you want to work smarter, not harder, then you want to visit LuxuryListingSpecials.com for more information on the Lux designation along with some free resources. And now let's get back to the show. So peers, number, so let's real quick. So seven ways to 
to, to create a consistent luxury experience. Number one, education, which includes language. Number two, peers. Uh, so who are you learning from? Number three, what you just talked about is luxury spheres. So, so and that could be not just your, your fellow peers, but that it could also be your, 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 sphere of, your sphere of influence, right? So whether it be the right. country club, whether that be uh, some philanthropical, right? You're, you're part of some totally. board, you donate uh, your time, energy, and effort to some cause. Um, that, that too could be number three, correct? Absolutely. Um, I, I really think the definitions are, are changing so rapidly and becoming more about experience. Philanthropy certainly is an experience and, and getting tapped into those uh, as opposed to, you know, the traditional, you know, join the car club. That's yeah. fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But yeah. there are there are more and more definitions of luxury that are that are emerging um, to be aware of. Agreed. All right. Let's, what's the next number four here? Yeah, I'm a big believer in in finding a niche. And again, not to overquote uh, the Gary Gold, but he's a friend and we talk a lot. And and if you see his interviews and he's been interviewed probably by Inman, maybe more than any agent in history, uh, Gary talks a lot about finding a niche. And, you know, it's very difficult to, you know, the, the boundaries of geography are dropping live right around all of us. The barriers that, that have existed forever are dissipating with COVID, right? The decentralization of real estate is happening. And so finding, an, it's very difficult to be a, a luxury expert in an entire metro, if the metro is big. So, so finding a niche within a geography or a couple of geographies and really honing your craft, knowing that market better than anybody else, knowing the trends, knowing the, the everything about that, is, is finding a niche geographically, there's other ways to find niches. Perhaps, um, an, you know, an example that of course we're hearing a lot about is crypto. And I'm not here to advocate crypto or not crypto. I don't know enough about it to do that. But I will tell you, there are agents emerging across the country that are quickly becoming luxury agents because they have focused in that. I just yeah. spoke to an agent last week from Miami who, holds the record for the number one and the number two biggest crypto sales in Miami. Without a extensive luxury real estate background, those were an eight and a $9 million sale because she's an expert in crypto. So that just is an example of be, a niche. Having Again, a, spe a specialty, a niche, right? So the, the name of our course, our designation is luxury specialist, right? It's not luxury right. generalist. Um, Right. Brennan, you brought up a good point. We just spoke at a crypto conference in Miami. And so, again, that, that company has a designation and, and it's around, you know, it's a, it's a certification, if you will. So so you bring up a very good point that, you know, generalists get paid, specialists get wealthy. So creating a niche, mm. uh, geographical niche, um, you know, whether it be, you know, owning a, a neighborhood, a, a zip code, doing the best really then. And once you've really dialed that in, you know, making that that niche, that area a little bit larger, but really focus on that. And that's a great point. Um, uh, I'm going to steal that quote, Michael. I love that. I just wrote it down. I've never heard that before. Said that way, generals get paid, specialists get yeah, wealthy. I mean, think about it's it. true you of about sprain, every industry, isn't it? You sprain your ankle coming off, you break, you know, sprain your ankle on ice, 
you know, do you go to the dock in the box if you're a marathon runner or do you go to a specialist? If you go to a specialist, it's going to be a lot more expensive than a generalist. Um, right. So, okay. So number five. Uh, so again, number one, education, number two, peers, number three, luxury spheres. Okay. Like in other words, go to where the money is. Number four, geographic niche. In other words, geographically speaking, where are you going to focus on till you get your business to where you want before you expand it? Number five, I would say, you know, do your homework. And that, that's maybe a little different than the first one, which is education. You know, doing your homework, of course, is making sure that you are, you are an expert on everything having to do with the property, the neighborhood, things along those lines. And this is not a new idea, of course. Buyers and sellers are more educated than they ever have been before. Mm-hmm. There are some cases, hopefully that doesn't happen with any of us, but there are some cases that they they have the ability to be just as, if not more educated about the property or a neighborhood or a trend than the, the real estate professional. Right. So we can never let that happen, of course. We need to do our homework. We need to do our research. And I think that's how people have typically defined this. But I would also add that we should be doing research on the people that we are going to be interacting with, that we're going to be serving. With with technology as it is today, there is no reason that we can't be really up to speed on on the people that we're going to be interacting with, a buyer or a seller. Through Google, through LinkedIn, through a million sources, we we should really be able to connect with them at an additional level. And I'm not talking you know, be creepy or, sure. you know, really stalkerish. go over the board, stalkerish, but there's really no excuse for not understanding the wants and needs and the perspective that a buyer or seller is coming from. I'll use a, for instance here, Michael, mm-hmm. a, a, an agent that I was just talking to yesterday, uh, not even 24 hours ago was, was uh, talking about an instance where they won a big listing. And it was a big listing. I'll leave the dollar amount out because it's so big. It seems almost fantastical. Okay. Part of the reason that they got that listing wasn't just because they researched everything there is to know about the property, the neighborhood, the trends, they did all that. They researched the seller enough to know that they shared a very specific charity that they both supported, the agent and the seller. The front part of the listing presentation had nothing to do with the property, nothing to do with how they would market it, nothing to do about statistics or what the price would be. It had everything to do about this charity. That's all they talked about. And they put it in in writing. It was literally the first page of the listing presentation. And it made such an impression on the seller and such a connection that among other things, there wasn't even a, the, this, before the meeting ended, they, the seller canceled the appointment with the other agent that they were scheduled wow. to talk with. When yeah. you can make a connection with a buyer or a seller at, at their level, it shows how diligent you'll be when you market their home and make yep. a connection of their property. That, that's a great point. Do your homework, do your research. You might have to do a social media research not without stalking them, but finding out what their likes and their interests are. Be authentic. Don't tell them what they want to hear, but be authentic. But to, fi- to figure out something you have in common, we call that some kind of affinity, right? So whether it be a nonprofit, whether it be a sports team, you know, people, uh, Nobel Peace Prize winner Daniel Kamen once said, people would rather do business business with someone they like and they trust 
rather than someone they don't, even if this likable person is offering a lower quality product and service at a higher price. So of course, hopefully our listeners and people that we teach and go through our course are offering a higher quality product and service and are likable, right? So that's kind of, you know, that's how you attract more opportunities and your conversion rate will skyrocket. So number five is homework. What is number six? So, you know, I'm going to call this partnership. Okay. Um, a very oft used word in real estate and luxury real estate is relationship, as mm-hmm. it should be, right? It's all about the relationship. It's not a transaction. It should never, it shouldn't be a transaction at $100,000 um, or, or any level. It right. should always be about the relationship. But of course, as you move higher and higher into the luxury spheres, it's all about the relationship. But I would also add, <clears throat> excuse me, the word partnership to this. And when you're, when you're dealing on a multi-million dollar property and you're dealing at, the, at whatever the commission is that is attached to this, you're dealing with some real dollars. And I think when a buyer or a seller sees you as a business partner, mm-hmm. that is going to make an impression. I'll use another, for instance, an agent I was just recently speaking with talked about a very big listing that they were pursuing. And this they're in a second home market. So the actual seller was three time zones away and wanted to talk to them about listing their home and and let's schedule a Zoom. And and the agent said, not for this level of property. We don't do Zooms. I'll be there in 48 hours. They got on a plane. They flew two thirds across the country and met with them face to face. And when the seller was impressed, of course, and they got the listing, of course, they remarked on, on, you know, kind of what an impression that that made. And, and the agent said, listen, at this level, you know, this is a partnership, right? These are, this is a multi-million dollar property. We've got hundreds of thousands in commissions at play here that I'm going to earn. We are partners in this and we need to do everything we can together to realize the best outcome for this partnership. So I think it's just another way to think about that that interaction. It's not just a relationship, it's a partnership. And I think when you speak in those terms, many of many of these luxury clients are business, very successful business people. They will respect you coming at it from a perspective of partnership. Yeah. And partnerships have ups and downs, peaks and valleys and turbulence, right? Just like a, marketing a high-end and unique property. Uh, so that's a that's a great, uh, I like number six, partnership. And last but not least, number seven out of our seven ways to create a consistent luxury experience. Yeah, I would say, you know, I'll call this afterwards uh, because I don't want to call it after the sale or after a transaction because hopefully this has established a relationship that will, con- a partnership that will continue forever. Of course, you're going to have future interactions and, and successful times with this client. They're going to refer you to other people. Um, and so, you know, approaching it maybe a little bit differently from, you know, just the traditional, you know, this could be a referral source. You know, these, these are special relationships. They're special partnerships. They should be treated as such. A, for instance, the follow-up gift, Right. If you're, if you're in the business of providing a follow-up gift, that's wonderful. But instead of a gift, how about an experience? You've already done the research on who they are and what they might like or, or not like. So 
you might think traditionally, okay, this was a high-end client. I'm going to get him a really nice bottle of wine and a really nice basket of cheese. Okay, wonderful. That's fine. But why not do some research on what they'd really like? Maybe they're live music fans. Maybe they want to sit in the front row of a concert that's coming to town five months later. And maybe you get them front row seats and a dinner out and create an experience for them. By the way, if it happens to be five or six or seven months later, you give you provide the, the gift at the time, of course, so you, you create an experience then, but then five or six months later, after they've long for, forgotten about that experience of the transaction, they're reliving how amazing you were in the front row of a concert. And believe me, they're gonna post on social media about it and they're gonna thank you. So. Thinking about it in terms like that will change your mindset a little bit, I believe, and and pay greater dividends than the traditional methods. Well, I, I love that. The experience, you know, there's a book out there called Gift, Giftology with John Rulin, and that's what he talks about, how to get in with gatekeepers through gifting. So just to review, and then uh, Brennan, I want to uh, just conclude, you guys have been awesome listeners. This is a great, there's a lot of nuggets, seven key nuggets here. Um, so again, you're going to want to listen to this again. And Brennan covered the seven ways to create a consistent luxury experience. Number one was education. Number two, so by education, you grow your knowledge and your confidence will grow. Number two was peers. Again, watching from your peers, listening from your peers, going to the office, attending other broker opens, going to a conference. You know, that's one of the things that people, a lot of times they come to our event. I had a gal attend two luxury designation trainings literally within eight months because she loved the peer-to-peer -peer interaction. Number three is your luxury spheres. Okay, your spheres, whether it be country club, golf club, whether it be a nonprofit you sit on a board with. Luxury spheres. Number four, the geographical niche. So where are you going to focus on? Uh, whether it be a neighborhood, whether it be your town, and then grow it from there, but really become a specialist first there. Number five is doing your homework, not stalkerish homework, but homework as far as being prepared for the meeting, what their likes are, what their interests are, what, what keeps them awake at night, what do they uh, volunteer their time for. Number six is the partnership. The partnership, it's not just a relationship, it's a partnership. And number seven is the after or afterwards. You know, my first real estate coach ever in 2001 was a guy named Joe Stump by referral only. And he talked about before, during, and after. Before, in other words, before you nail them down as a client and, and you secure the relationship as a, a listing or a buyer, that's the before. The during is the transaction, right? The turbulence, ups and downs from the time it's listed to the time it closes, for the time you represent them as a buyer till it closes. That's the during and then the after it closes. How do you, how do you give an amazing closing gift, but more, <coughs> excuse me, more importantly, have that amazing relationship afterwards, even if they move out of state, they still might have great relationships with people locally. And that's another problem, Brendan, in our industry, they might move out of state like Illinois. Unfortunately, we have a lot of people moving away, but if you had a great if you give a closing gift, an amazing experience for somebody that moved out of Illinois, even though they might not ever sell with you or buy in Illinois again, they certainly, especially if they're high net worth individuals, are well connected, and uh, they might be able to refer you business, you know, in in the future 
locally. So some amazing nuggets there. We have Brennan Buckley on from Realm Global. Global. He's a founding partner. Um, and anything else that you want to add there, Brennan? Well, other than to say thank you for the opportunity, it was a pleasure visiting with you as always and, and your listeners. And, you know, I would just say the, the pace of uh, evolution in, in the world everywhere is accelerating. In luxury real estate, it's really accelerating. And so I applaud everybody for taking the time to continue to learn about what's changing. And, and in six months, believe me, it's, it's all going to have changed again. So I guess my parting thought would, would be to thank everybody, but, but also encourage folks to really stay engaged with the thought leaders in the industry and the thought leaders in luxury so that you're always kind of positioned to, to, to be in the right spot at the right time. Well, you, you, you're absolutely right. I mean, when we launched our designation six years ago now, six years ago, uh, end of March of 2016, it was, a it was a designation versus a certification. A certification by NAR's definition is you, a certification. You take it once and you pay one fee and you have it forever, where a designation requires annual renewals because content is changed, right? Real estate is right. ever evolving, Brennan. And I didn't know what the heck crypto was, you know, three years ago, let alone six years ago when we launched this. So, you know, again, ever evolving. I'd love to include you on one of our Luxury Fridays. I'm not putting you on the spot, but of course, uh, we'd love to have you on a future episode. It was such great content. Wonderful. Well, it'd be my pleasure anytime. Thanks for the opportunity. You're absolutely welcome. And again, if you guys got value from today's training, please leave us a five-star review on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher. If you have our book, Luxury Specialists, same thing. We're trying to raise the bar. We Brennan doesn't get paid for his time today. I don't get paid for my time today. We're trying to raise the bar for the industry. And if we've given you a nugget or two that you might be able to implement, please take three to five minutes out of your day to leave us a like, leave us a review. And if you have any questions, shoot me an email, michael at marketingluxurygroup.com, michael at marketingluxurygroup. And again, for more information on our Luxury Fridays, just go to luxuryfridays.com, luxuryfridays.com. My name is Michael Lafito. Keep raising the bar in the industry and do me a favor. Please turn off the news. It's always negative. It's always divisive. They want to label you. They want to label me. It's amazing how much we have in common with our neighbor. If we just turn the TV off and we go talk to our neighbor, we have a lot more in common than the news uh, tends to uh, push out there. So thank you guys. Raise the bar. Have a great day. And Brennan, thank you again. My pleasure. 